Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Once and Future, the 2020 series from Boom Studios, Collecting Issues 1 to 6 of the series by Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora. Benjamin, did you just say 2020? I did. I did. This year. This very year, Michael. This is a comic book that came out in the plague times. Yes, in a, in a good old plague time, Michael. A rife time of political distrust, mistrust, all the trusts. It just, you know, a, an unstable political climate, a little bit of surging nationalism around the world. Really feels like the end times, mm. Michael. Oh, I see what you've done yeah. there. You've tied it into the themes and plot of the comic I have. book. And Benjamin, did this truly come out in 2020? Yes. Has... Did it come out monthly in 2020? I am not 100% certain, actually. You're, you're, it's one to six, so I'm assuming it was a, a it was either a bi-monthly or monthly comic book. Oh, well, it couldn't have been bi-monthly and one to six, Ben, and come out in 2020, because there haven't been that many months in 2020 And yet. that's why you take care of all the financial decisions pertaining to this very podcast. Ah, oh, very good. Benjamin, yes. I have the cover here in front of me. I'm looking at the cover. This is a Doctor Doom story, is it? It's all about Doctor Doom, Michael. Uh, yeah. Doctor Doom, Victor Von Doom, tra- travels all the way from Latveria to Britain and has a go yeah. at some lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I suspect you're being a bit ironical there because it's not about Doctor no, Doom. it's not about Doctor Doom at all. The cover, despite what the cover would have you believe. It is about our good old pal who is discussed quite often on this podcast, Michael, King Arthur. Yeah. Have we? He pops up a lot in our podcast, Michael. We we often chat Does he about be? how he's quite difficult to adapt. Oh, we have. We did a whole episode We've on done it. a whole episode on it and it's propped up in other episodes, Michael. Why is King Arthur right. so difficult to adapt? Well, Michael, one reason mm. might be because he's a bit of a prick. And, Ben, he's all mixed up. He's all muddled up. Yeah. Now you see. We should probably get That'll into relevant, one it? to six here, Michael, our little cast of characters and how it all ticks along. Would you like to... Would you like to lead us off there? Well, Ben, why don't you just tell us, first of all, what is this? Who's it by and, and what is so, it? So, Kieran Gillen is probably most famous for his image comic series, The Wicked and the Divine. Is that this yeah, guy? Yeah, it's the Wicked and Divine guy. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's good, 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 good at uh, penning, a, penning an old comic book. Yeah, he's he does have a bit of a penchant for a really cool character. He does, he likes a coolie. Likes Cooley. He likes a really, like an annoyingly cool character, like the granny in this. Oh, she's very cool. Though. I don't know. Bridget. She's very cool, Bridget's isn't very she? Cool. I don't know if I could have taken much more she's of her. Irish. Uh, she's, she's Irish. She's Irish, Michael. It's very important. Things. We'll get to that. Anywho. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Michael, it's by yeah, him and Dan Mora, who you and I uh, are quite fond of, based on our mutual love of the Klaus comic book that came from Boom Studios as well. Oh, does he do the the Mr. Claus? He does the, the what if Santa Claus was a bloody big badass? What if Santa Claus was Thor? Yeah, what if Santa Claus was Thor? And Michael, what if the saviour of England yes. was Thor in this? Well, let's find out. Ah, I see. So, I see what you're saying. Michael, we're introduced to Duncan. Yeah. God bless him. Oh. And God bless him. Duncan is... is he's a big ginger he's fella. He's a big ginger fella. He's, he's a classic rugger lad. He likes a rugby... Yeah. Yeah. He's a strapping young Englishman. Yeah. Duncan McGuire. But he's genetically Irish, Ben. He's a little bit Irish, Michael. Very important. No, he's fully he's fully Irish, isn't oh, he? Oh, is he? Is he fully Irish in this? Aren't his parents Irish? Didn't he move to, oh, to he England did. You're right, when he Michael. was a child? What a twat am I. Yeah, yeah. 
What? He couldn't be any more Irish. He's a big ginger rugby playing Irishman. Uh, what we would call in Ireland, Ben, a West Brit. A West Brit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're uh, introduced to, to him, Michael, uh, and he's on a bloody awkward yeah. date. Yeah. With Rose. Yeah. Whose origin is never actually defined within the comic book. No. She appears to be English. Appears to be English. That's all we've got to go on, Michael. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, Michael, we find out that poor old Duncan's granny's in a home. Yeah. And then she's gone walkabout because terrible things are happening, Michael. And we were introduced to those very terrible things at the very beginning of the comic book where there's a bloody murder mystery going on and a scabbard. Yeah, Ben, she's a mad L one. She's a mad L. Bridget the mad L bitch. And, yeah, she's a mad L one, Ben. And... Inarguably, I would say, the main character of this comic oh, book. Oh, yeah. You're just so interested in everything she does. Yeah, she's having a roly fag. That's how you know she's cool. That's how you know she's Irish in, in an English That's how you story. know she's a <laughs> mad old Irish woman. <laughs> Who yeah. hold her own fags. Um, yeah, and she's having no none of anyone's nonsense. She'll there. have less of it. She has a gun. She's not afraid to use it. Michael, there's some pretty interesting stuff going on here. There's a, there's a nice inversion of a classic mythological cycle. Uh, the Arthurian legends, Michael... And in this, it turns out that if you are in any form a nationalist, you'd not to, you'd know not to. Uh, well, you wouldn't really know not to go waking Arthur up because you'd think that King Arthur was the king of uh, England. That's not strictly what's going on here, Michael. Yes. King Arthur was go a, a Nordic origin king. Is he not a Celt, Ben? No, Michael. Well, it depends, Michael, on which version you read. Mm. So uh, there's a. Uh, there's a canon of texts, Michael, or rather a collection of texts, and they're, they're called the Matters, right? Okay. And there are three... What's the Matters, Ben? There are three key matters uh, within this kind of collection. And what they are is a collection of, of medieval texts. We have the Matter of France, the Matter of Rome, yeah. and yeah. the Matter of Britain. And what's the matter with Britain? Oh, well, Michael, do you have <laughs> all day? Do you? Go on, go on, go on. I don't, actually, but so, go on, go on. The matter of Britain, Michael, is the collection of all medieval texts pertaining to King Arthur. Now, Ben, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidle line to you there and say all medieval texts. Do we have them all? We have a lot of them, and then we have the glimmers and the glimpses of him in kind of half-lost texts and things like that. Now, this is where the debate all begins, right. Michael, and this is where your excellent right. question on Nordic versus Celtic comes from. Right, go on. Because certain texts say that Arthur is a yeah. Nordic king, Nordic-descended king, who right. took on the Saxons in the fifth and si- yeah. somewhere around the 5th or 6th century. Right. Of human existence. Those are those bloody angles. Get them Get out, out of there. there. Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, Britain. Britain for the Britons. Britain for ben, the Britons. Baby. So that's one interpretation of him. And the other interpretation of him is, as you've very rightly said, Michael, a Celtic king who's descended. Right, right. Now, right. judging from this particular comic, it would seem yes. that Kieran Gillen is leaning a little bit more into our Nordic descended king as opposed to our Celtic king because at one point he turns to Elaine who is of Celtic descent and says have you come to pay homage to the true king of the Brightons Celt and he directly calls her out as a Celt so that in my interpretation was that he was a little bit different but Michael 
It doesn't matter yeah. what way we interpret it because this King Arthur is all muddled up. Well, uh, I I didn't read it that okay. way. Then. I assumed he was he he was a Celt because he kills all the people whose blood he tastes who aren't Celts. Oh, well, that's true. I don't know. And then, uh, I don't I didn't I didn't feel there was any implication that he was anyway Nordic <laughs> and there didn't appear to be any Nordic imagery. And in fact, the fact that. The, all of the characters is Kieran Gillen Irish? No, I think. Uh, well, I have to check that out now. He's not Irish. He is English, but he could have Irish. The fact that he almost certainly does. His name is Kieran Gillen. Uh, I'll he? go have a look. Hang on. It's like Aidan Gillen, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I read it that. I mean, the 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 nationality, the Irishness of the main characters, was to do with Celticness and to do with to do with the Celt Britain connection rather than. The, as opposed to Anglo-Saxons. Because, you know, Ben, we wouldn't be too fond of the old Anglo-Saxons around these parts. They're a bit of a, a pain in the arse for us, Michael. Let's be honest. Well, not us personally, Ben. I mean, it's, it's pretty long in the past now at this stage. No, I was there. I'm, I'm an immortal podcast co-host. Oh, you're an immortal podcast guy. I didn't realise yeah, that, Yeah, do you not remember you went to the tomb under Christchurch with the scabbard that you found and you stuck it on the statue? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that, Ben. I do apologise there for belittling your lived experience. <laughs> so, one of my favourite things about this comic, Michael, is that it doesn't really matter what interpretation of King Arthur you take because this King Arthur is the culmination of all interpretations of the matter Britain myths right disagree with you again there Benjamin I'm afraid I'm going to have to disagree with you again he isn't that at all he is the power the myth in in this world in this comic book world it's the stories themselves that have power yes and the King Arthur that they come across is not any one particular King Arthur he's the King Arthur of the muddled story that Mary has created. Oh. Well, that is an interesting reading, saying? isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's the way it's intended. That um, he, is the, he is the monster that they've made and nothing more. Oh, okay. Well, that changes things significantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dear. So, so um... Yeah, like for example, do you remember in the scene where Percy Percival? Yes, he f- he follows. We should probably point um, out. Well, no, everyone's read the comic, haven't they? Everyone's. It's just, remember, this is in Go review, on. Ben. This Go is on. a discussion for people who've already read the comic. Do you remember when Percy follows Gawain? No, not Gawain. Um, Galahad. He follows Galahad into the into the Tintangle. Yes. The, or is it Camelot? It's the other world. They just. It's often it's referred Camelot. to in the comic as whatever world. And uh, and then he, the the ladies of the lake ask Gawain, who he's with. Yes, and he says uh, Galahad. But in the version of the story that Galahad knows, it's not Galahad that Gawain travels with. He travels, and with that's Percy. why they're like, yeah, that's why. Like, okay, you're a splode now. It was pretty good. I enjoyed that splode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole thing about all the different swords and the stones, how he can just. He just keeps getting swords out of stones. Yeah, I quite, I quite like the the fast and loose way that stories, well, the kind of perilous way that stories are intertwined here, and it it, it really is a, as you said, Michael, a matter of belief. It's which story yeah, you yeah, choose yeah. to closely align yourself to, because Mary changes her name. Yeah. So to more closely align to the story, because in in the in the French inspired version of the Arthurian myth, Le Mort d'Arthur. 
Uh, his mother is named. Galahad's mother is named as Elaine. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. And she's the the product of, um, she's the product of the union, but or he's the product of the union between Elaine and, uh, good old Lancy boy, Lancelot, a Frank, a Frank, a Frank hath lain of with his people. wife. Oh, I would be against that then, <laughs> Michael. There's well, that's because you're in a committed relationship, Michael, and any nationality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if I got a hold of that Frank, then <laughs> you stay out of here, Frank. So I think there's a serious critique running of the the concept of British nationalism throughout this comic, Michael. It's it's pretty yes, yes, yes. It's pretty interesting. I think the crux of it is placing too much importance on ancient history is a really dangerous thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and go on. You know, and the fact that what is Britishness exactly? Except a big old muddled melting pot. Exactly, Ben. I mean. I Ben, one of the reasons I'm not an Irish nationalist is I know how long my family have been in Ireland. You also have a drop and, of common sense about you. Oh, Ben, I, I wouldn't brush nationalism off that far. Nationalism brought us quite a long way in the early 20th century. Sure. It, uh, it was a great period of human development. Sure. But perhaps we are post-nationalism now in some senses. But anyway, you know... Yeah, it's like okay, Saxons, you're invaders anyway. So who are you? Who are you saying? And Ben, you could you could apply that then to so many countries. And I mean, it's most sensitive probably for Americans currently. Yeah, I mean, it's it's again one of those timely comics, Michael, that seems to have sidled its way into existence at a a very very prescient time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, a, yeah, there's yeah. exactly a good message in this one, probably in a way that we don't always get to see, Michael. Um. And the message is, don't mess with Matt Owens with Rolly Cigarettes. Look, they'll fucking sort you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll shoot you. They'll shoot you right in the ear. I enjoy how much of, of Arthurian myth is kind of weaved and then how flexible it is. For example, when Bridget takes on the form of the Fisher King by maiming herself. Yes. Purely by being Percy's father figure, not her, not his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not even, get, not even by being his father figure, by getting him to say and believe yeah. it. So by creating the narrative, that's the whole point of this. The whole point of this is is the narratives are the things that are dangerous. Yeah. And that's why she wouldn't let him watch cartoons. She wouldn't let him watch Scooby-Doo because... You it know, might manifest you might up... something. Exactly, yeah. yeah she, exactly. she refers to them as predatory stories, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm. They kind of wait yeah. around for someone to invest in them and mm. then pounce and devour and... Hmm. Very interesting. Yes. I believe she calls them like Benjamin, wolves. did you enjoy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're hunting wolves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy the twist, Ben? Oh, the, the, the big old twisty boy. My... Well, you knew something shifty was up with Bridget from the start. Well, Bray, you wouldn't trust Bridget. You wouldn't no. trust Bridget as far as you could throw her. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the twist is, is interesting, Michael. It's a little bit telegraphed. There are some hints, but you'd never be able to guess it outright. The fact that Elaine or Mary has red hair and Percy has red hair and we find out that Bridget knew her and little, little sugary. Yeah, yeah. Comes. Now, I mean, one one argument against figuring it out is that Mary is not drawn to look like she could be old enough to be Duncan's Not in the slightest. <laughs> not in the no. slightest. You know Dan Moore saying, likes you know a... Saying. A buxom lass. <laughs> Don Don Mora draws a very attractive lady, I have to say, and a very attractive man. I was looking at uh, this young Duncan gentleman, going, "What a ginger icon!" Dish. 
We should have more ginger icons, I feel. Well, you would feel that way, wouldn't you? <laughs> what, are you what are you trying to imply, Benjamin? <laughs> we'll put a selfie up on the Instagram later. You bloody, you bloody Saxon, you. Uh, Michael, on the subject of the art, what did you think of the art? Do you think it was a good rendering of this style of comic? Well, I actually didn't mean that twist, Ben, to go back on the twist oh, thing. Oh, sorry. I meant the twist that... I meant the twist that he had been raised in the story. Yeah, so he was never very far from it. He was he was a bloody Percy. Percival, the old. He was always raised to be Percival, Ben. And all the weird things about his upbringing were like, oh, son of a bitch, you got me. Yep, you just kept me in a cabin so that I wouldn't be influenced by nothing else. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That was good. Um, the art, Ben. I love the art. Oh. I loved every minute the of it. The colours, Michael. It reminded me of Mandy, the bizarre Nicolas Cage film. <laughs> just... I have not seen oh, it. Oh, Michael, Michael, if you enjoyed the, what was it, the per, what was the colour from Outer Space? What was the one you read, the H.P. Lovecraft adaptation, the one you watched? Yes, the colour out of space. The colour out of space thingy. It's by a similar yeah. kind of tale to that, but the colour palette, Michael. Oh, so good. Very distinct for when you jump between worlds. Big fan. Mm, yeah. Now, having said that, Ben, I thought I wasn't madly fond of the of the other world. I liked the real world better. Go on. I liked the greens and the purples and the kind of nighttime twilight colour scheme yeah, that was going bad. on. I'm bad, Michael. I like that. That was what I liked. That's what I liked. I, and I liked the rendering of the characters and, yeah, no. Very good was, facial uh, expressions, uh, Michael. Very good facial expressions, Ben. Very consistent character work. Lots of emotions. Um, yeah, very, very strong, I felt, Ben. Really, really liked yeah. it. And I like very dynamic and very yeah, good at no. rendering both olden time kind of armor and stuff like that and the modern world like the police officers outside the cathedral yeah and and magic magic happenings and ghosty boys oh, and everything the ghosty was, boys yeah. were great weren't they weird elongated creepy ben. boys yeah benjamin i loved every single minute of the art except i felt it might have been a little bit too psychedelic for my own personal tastes in the other world that would probably have put you see that that would be our difference michael i quite enjoyed the psychedelic bits but sure, that's grand that's grand well what I mean is psychedelic in terms of colours only. No, I know. There was there was no weird kind of Grant Morrison mixed media psychedelicness going on. There's no need. It's just two lads who are quite good at their craft going, let's just write a, a decent old tale. Yeah, look at all this mixed media, they could have said. Well, they didn't need to, though, did they, Michael? It was a very good comic. Michael, what did you think of, of Duncan's kind of eventual plan to save Gran and uh, save the day, really? Yeah, it was grand. It was grand. Bit of manoeuvring. Yeah, it was grand. Yeah, bit of manoeuvring. I mean, plot-wise, it, it's 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 not as innovative plot-wise no. as it is concept-wise. No. The plot is, you know, crazy old Gran and uh, young heroic book and booksome helper lady save the day. It's a pretty standard. You know, you could see it as a film. I'd, I'd like it as a film, Michael. I'd, I'd watch that film. It, it'd be a pretty good film. If they made it into a film, Ben, it would pop out, though, of the Hollywood machine as a, an exact copy of 2012's The Sorcerer's Apprentice. More than likely. They'd cast they'd cast Jay Burrichell as the, as the lead, and they'd set it in New York rather than oh, London. Oh, that'd be awful. And, and for some reason, King Arthur would be in New York. And they'd wave that away at the start by showing us the tomb being transported on yeah, a ship. It's an exhibition on, on loan from the British Museum. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we can just have the whole thing happen with Irish Americans And a king in, in a modern... Oh, he'd have to go to Irish bars and find lands. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Michael, yeah. Tom Hopper would make an excellent Duncan, I feel. 
Who's Tom, Tom Hopper? Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy who plays a Luther. Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, you could see that already. You could see yeah, that. You could yeah, see yeah, that already. Very, very good. Um, yeah. Michael, I, I think it's a really interesting examination of what myths mean for a country and more importantly, what myths mean when we don't actually have a full set of any of them. When we're trying to right, go kind of make a full tale out of a hybrid hodgepodge melting pot of, well, this French lad mentions him in this text, so we'll take that story and we'll mm-hmm. slap it together with this one. And we kind of weave a brand new narrative because that's what a lot of the medieval texts, because as you rightly pointed out, Michael, early English and medieval texts aren't necessarily always found complete. Well, even if they ever were complete, Ben, because like like they say, the whole Excalibur thing only really attached to King Arthur at a much later yeah. date. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a. Uh, I mean, who wrote it again? Kieran Gillen. Gillen? He clearly had to know his Arthurian legend mm. to be able to deconstruct his Arthurian legend. Yeah. He's to be able to do he's this. He's a tremendous fan of mythology, Michael, even from the wicked and divine perspective where he turned gods mm. into kind of uh pop stars, social media celebrities, and celebrities yeah. and things like that. He's he's obviously he's a deft hand at taking the the gods and then focusing in on those mm. nastier stories that give them kind of defects and stuff like that. Maybe they're very arrogant. Mm. Maybe they're very rash. Maybe they're a bit touchy feely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then carving that out into something well, different. When I was a young chap, Go Ben, on. and I first, uh, well, and I first became interested in mythology. Yes. One of the things that annoyed me was that you couldn't get a clear answer. Yeah, <laughs> and. You know, it's like, just tell me, in Egyptian mythology, who is the king of the gods? Is it this Osiris guy? Is it Ra? What's going on? Why are sometimes Ra and... Uh, what's the other guy? Who, why <laughs> is there Amun-Ra and Ra? You know, who's who? What's going on here? And with the maturity of you, with the with the blessing, with the gift of maturity, Ben, you can see they're stories. They're just stories. They're not codified... Uh, um, they're not codified genealogies. They're not. They're not facts. Yes, they're ben. not they're, meant to be facts. <laughs> yeah, they're not meant to be facts. And every time you're on bloody Pinterest, or as we call it around these parts, Ben, pin interest. Um, you, <laughs> That's a very deep cut. <laughs> uh, every time. So, whenever you're on, whenever you're on pin interest, and you see someone doing like a cartoon family tree of the gods. <laughs> Presented as though it's factual. You're like, shut up, out of it. <laughs> shut, shut up, Tumblr post 6128. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here with your presenting this as though it's facts. And that is my favourite thing about this comic. That it takes that concept of mythology being wishy-washy and variable and runs with it. And I've not seen that before. Have you not? Maybe, maybe a little bit in the works of Neil Gaiman. Yes, that's what I was immediately struck with. Yeah, a little bit in the works of Neil Gaiman, but never to the point. Like in Neil Gaiman, it's always stuff like uh, that scene in American Gods with all the different Jesuses. Yes. And there's a different Jesus for every person's interpretation. But nothing along the lines of this, wherein upon Ben, that the telling of the story is the story. Yeah, I, I, I much prefer your reading, Michael, than my reading. That's I'm, I'm okay. Right. I'm going to have to align with yours, it, but it does make the story much more interesting, and it's the danger of believing in something too much. So it really fits with the theme mm. of the tale a lot more, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've really, you've really buttered my buns with that one. 
I like the, the King Arthur design too. He looks. Oh, cool. he was big old lich kingy kind of thing, wasn't he? He was a lich thing. He was gross and horrible. Yeah. He looked a bit like Doctor Doom, but bigger. wasn't the bloody hand. Yeah, he was thick with two C's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, not, yeah you wouldn't want to be messing one. with him on a on a cold dark evening. I enjoy the the muddled upness of Arthur. I think it's really interesting where you can challenge him and hit him with some information, and it's funny because he's not confused at the beginning. And it's only when other people's perceptions of... I'm only getting this now, Michael, as you've given me a new reading of it. But he becomes more and more forgetful or muddled as more people enter the story. Because their perception of Arthur is challenging. Elaine's perception of Arthur is challenging. Galahad's perception. Very interesting, Michael. Oh, And he's like, where'd you get that sword? What's that sword? I want that. Oh, it's very good, Michael. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like mm, it. Very good, Michael. Mm. Michael... If somebody yes. like this, what would they like? Well, Benjamin, I when I was reading it, Ben, believe it or not, it threw me back a little bit to a comic produced by a good friend of ours, Barry Keegan. Ooh. And I thought of uh, The Bog Road. It does. Just in that kind of... Um, the 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 mixing of the modern world and mythology. Just the mutability of it all. The liminal space, yeah, 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 Duncan yeah, yeah, says. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that, Ben. Yeah, I think that's very fair. But then there's... There's any of the kind of mythology come back to life in the modern day stuff like American Gods is very good. Fables. Fables is very good too, yeah. Ben. But yeah, um, it, it, it didn't... It, stylistically and animation-wise, it reminded me quite a lot of... Well, I know there's no animation in it, but yeah, it reminded me quite a lot of the works of that Irish animation studio, like the one about the silky. Yeah, the Song of the Sea. Yeah, I mean, if if we were to see this as an animated film, I would love for them to produce it's it. Very good, Michael. What studio is that, Ben? That's uh, I, for, I forget what they're called. I'll look it up there. You spin your wheels quickly. No, that's all I have to say. Oh, great! So it's, to say. it's a lot of pressure. Um, I've accidentally typed in "dong of the sea" there. Oh no! Don't don't click that, Ben. That'll, <laughs> that'll do you. Oh boy! Do you the wrong. That's not what you do want. You the wrong thing. Oh, where's this studio, oh, lads? doesn't matter Ben it does to me now there. anyway uh, ladies There's and gentlemen it's a great lads, uh, anyway. film check it out Irish Song of the Sea Michael yeah. that about wraps us up for this week is there anything you'd like to yes, add Benjamin. before we, we do the uh, closing credits I liked it Ben I would be interested in seeing more of it um, it is a film by um, I can't find it ah well <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, yeah, I liked it. I w- I liked it. I would be interested in seeing more of it, Benjamin. Um, I don't know if there is going to be more of it or if that was it. Uh, but oh, it, it no, it it definitely sets up uh, a sequel with Merlin, but this time he's got too many arms. And he's a bit of a dick. Uh, so we're yeah. getting a Merlin and Nimue return to form. But anyway, what's Nimue, Ben? Yeah, uh, Nimue is the Lady of the Lake, Michael. Added in in later iterations of it. One actually very very quickly, Michael. But one of the most interesting things is that there's a mistranslation joke throughout this entire thing. You'll notice that Bridget oh. refers to them as the ladies of the lake, right. and that was later shaved down to be one lady of the lake who was later given a name, okay. Nimue. So it, it's oh, interesting, very interesting, Michael. Again, the mutability of myth there just just yeah, rocking exactly, around exactly. the pages of Boom Studios' Once in Future. Ladies and gentlemen, what was your favorite yes. part of this comic book? What did you like about it? I liked, um, I liked the awkward first date. The listeners. The, uh, we've been on several of those oh, ourselves, Michael. Several of those ourselves. 
So that's my dog Bowie giving you a little shout out there to let you know that this is the end of the podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us or recommend something to read and analyze here at Collecting Issues, you can in the following ways. We're online at www.shomrabyug.com. It's not a room in Irish. Indeed. We're also on the gram at Shomrabyug, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. Still means it's not a room in Irish, kind of somewhat. But lads, if you want to actually have a chat with us before we make this bloody show... Then yeah, get yeah, on the yeah. Discord. Hop up on the Discord there. There's a link in the description. There's a link in the description. Just come and join us. Give us some suggestions. Yeah, yeah. We'd love some suggestions for yeah, what yeah. we should read in the future. Yeah, Discord. It's like Skype, but for people who know how to use computers. <laughs> and on that zinger, ladies and gentlemen, bye bye Ben, no, hold on, Ben. Are there any other podcasts people can oh, listen yeah, to, sure. do you think? If you haven't had enough of us, there's an entire collection of podcasts called Michael and Benjamin's Podcast. You can find it over at Michael and Benjamin's Podcast or at Schomerbjog Productions, yep. whichever way you'd prefer to listen to it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah. there's a whole episode on King Arthur. Go find it. Listen to it. It's great. For example, what was it called, Ben? Once in Future, I think. Uh, we might have called it that, yeah. Did Kieran uh, yeah. Gillen steal our idea and turn it into a comic? I think he did. Oh. Let's get him. Oh. Let's rough him up, Ben. Let's or rough Karen, him up. Or you can come on the show and yeah, whichever whichever suits, you, suits you, we'd be happy to do either. Get up on the get up on the Discord, Kieran Gillen. Come on, <laughs> that's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. Bye bye, Benjamin. Are there any other podcasts that people might like to listen to? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you sake. prefer a more literary bench to your podcasting goodness, then you can find me reciting poetry at Words That Burn uh, podcast. You can find me on the it's gram at words. I'm just going to interrupt podcast. you there, Bren, very briefly to say it's words that burn, not words that burn. Words that burn because I'm tired and yeah. my mouth's not working no more. You can find me at words no. that burn podcast on Instagram, www.words that burn podcast uh, dot com. <laughs> dot com. You can yeah, also find us yeah, linked well through the Sean Review website, which we actually have to put up and get all that done. Or you can find it on Spotify where I read one poem every week and give you a little bit of uh, background on it, how to enjoy it, what yeah. you might... Every two weeks. What you man. might enjoy. Anyway, no, it's every week, Michael. We agreed on this. Is it every we week? We agreed on this. Anyway. <laughs> Is there going to be one every week? Oh, holy moly. That's... I don't know if there are that many poems, Ben. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Let's just... Let's just give a shout out to some poets and tell them, poets, get working on poems because Ben's going to be going through them at the rate of one a week. <laughs> right. He's going to need some content. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye.